Hello and welcome to Gloucester Vineyard Church's podcast. My name's Daniel and I'm one of the pastors here. This week we've got a bit of a treat. We've got the wonderful Lynn Burnhope who is going to be reading the next chunk of Matthew to us. She's also going to be joining us this coming Sunday to help us unpack it together. So I'll let Lynn take it from here. Here we go. Hi everyone. I'm going to be reading three chapters from Matthew and they are chapters 8 to 10. The version that I'm reading is called the Kingdom New Testament and it's um, a contemporary translation translation by N.T. Wright. Um, It's also called New Testament for Everyone on Bible Gateway. So you can actually go onto Bible Gateway and choose this translation if you'd like to as well. Sometimes it's good to hear something a bit different uh, from the way that we've read it before. So chapter 8. When Jesus came down from the hillside, large crowds followed him. Suddenly, someone with a virulent skin disease approached and knelt down in front of him. Master, he said, if you want, you can make me clean. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. I do want to, he said, be clean. At once, his disease was cured. Take care, Jesus said to him, that you don't say anything to anyone. Instead, go and show yourself to the priest and make the offering which which Moses commanded. That will be a proof to them. Jesus went into Capernaum. A centurion came up and pleaded with him. Master, he said, my servant is lying at home, paralysed. He's in a very bad state. I'll come and make him better, said Jesus. Master, replied the centurion, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. I know what authority is all about, you know. I've got soldiers answering to me and I can say to one of them, go, and he goes, and to another one, come here, and he comes. And I can say, do this to my slave, and he does it. Jesus was fair amazed when he heard this. I'm telling you the truth, he said to the people who were following. I haven't found faith like this, not even in Israel. Let me tell you this. Lots of people will come from east and west and join the great party of celebration with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom will be thrown into outer darkness where people will weep and gnash their teeth. Then he turned to the centurion. Go home, he said. Let it be for you as you have believed. And his servant was healed at that very moment. Jesus went into Peter's house. There he saw Peter's mother-in-law laid low with a fever. He touched her hand. The fever left her and she got up and waited on him. When evening came, they brought to him many people who were possessed by demons. He cast out the spirits with a word of command and healed everyone who was sick. This happened so that the word spoken by Isaiah the prophet might come true. He himself took our weaknesses and bore our diseases. When Jesus saw the crowd all around him, he told them to go across to the other side of the lake. A scribe came up and spoke to him. Teacher, he said, I will follow you wherever you go. Foxes have their dens, replied Jesus, and the birds in the sky have their nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere he can lay his head. Master, said another of his disciples, let me first go and see to my father's funeral. Follow me, replied Jesus, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. So Jesus got into the boat and his disciples followed him. All of a sudden, a great storm blew up on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. Jesus, however, was asleep. They came and woke him up. Help, master, rescue us, they shouted. We're done for. 
Why are you so scared, you little faith lot? he replied. Then he got up and told the wind and the sea to behave themselves, and there was a great calm. They were all astonished. What sort of man is this, they said, that the winds and the sea do what he says? So he went across to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes. Two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs. They were very violent and made it impossible for anyone to go along that road. What is it with, with us and you, son of God, they yelled. Have you come here to torture us ahead of the time? Some way off from where they were, there was a large herd of pigs feeding. If you cast us out, the demons begged Jesus, send us into the herd of pigs. Off you go then, said Jesus. So the demons went out of the men and into the pigs. Then and there, the entire herd rushed down the steep slope into the lake and were drowned in the water. The herdsmen took to their heels. They went off to the town and told the whole tale, including the bit about the demon-possessed men. So the whole town came out to see Jesus for themselves. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their district. Jesus got into the boat and crossed back over to his own town. This is chapter nine. Some people brought to him a paralysed man lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralysed man, cheer up, my son, your sins are forgiven. This fellow's blaspheming, said some of the scribes to themselves. Jesus read their thoughts. Why let all this wickedness fester in your hearts, he said. Which is easier to say to you, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But to let you know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he spoke to this paralysed man. Get up, pick up your bed and go home. And when he got up and went away to his home, when the crowd saw it, they were frightened and praised God for giving authority like this to humans. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax office. Follow me, he said to him, and he rose up and followed him. When he was at home, sitting down to a meal, there were lots of tax collectors and sinners there who had come to have dinner with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus heard them. It isn't the healthy who need a doctor, he said. It's the sick. Go and learn what this means. It's mercy I want, not sacrifice. My job isn't to call upright people, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to him with a question. How come, they asked, we and the Pharisees fast a good deal, but your disciples don't fast at all? Wedding guests can't fast, can they? replied Jesus, as long as the bridegroom is with them. But sooner or later, the bridegroom will be taken away from them. They'll fast then, all right. No one, he went on, sews a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old coat. The patch will simply pull away from the coat and you'll have a worse hole than you started with. People don't put new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the skins will split. Then the wine will be lost and the skin will be ruined. They put new wine into new skins, and then both are fine. As Jesus was saying this, suddenly an official came up and knelt down in front of him. It's my daughter, he said. She's just died. But if you'll come and lay your hand on her, she'll come back to life. 
Jesus got up and followed him and so did his disciples. Just then a woman appeared. She had suffered from internal bleeding for 12 years. She came up behind Jesus and touched the hem of his coat. If I can only touch his coat, she said to herself, I'll be rescued. Jesus turned around and saw her. Cheer up, my daughter, he said. Your faith has rescued you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Jesus went off to the official's house. There he saw the flute players and everybody in a great state of agitation. Go away, he said. The little girl isn't dead. She's asleep. And they laughed at him. So when the crowd had been put out, he went in and took hold of her hand and she got up. And the report of this went around the whole of that region. As Jesus was leaving the area, two blind men followed him, shouting, Have pity on us, son of David, at the tops of their voices. Jesus went into the house and the blind men came to him. Do you believe that I can do this? asked Jesus. Yes, master, they replied. Then Jesus touched their eyes. As you've believed, so let it happen, he said, and their eyes were opened. Then Jesus gave them a stern warning. Take good care, he said, that nobody gets to know about this. But they went out and spread the news in the whole of that region. After they had left, people brought to Jesus a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak. Jesus cast out the demon and the man spoke. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they said. But the Pharisees said, he casts out demons by the prince of demons. Jesus went around all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt deeply sorry for them because they were distressed and dejected like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, there's plenty of harvest to be had but not many workers. So pray the master of the harvest to send more workers to harvest his fields. Chapter 10. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, the rock, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent these twelve off with these instructions. Don't go into Gentile territory, he said, and don't go into a Samaritan town. Go instead to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, declare publicly that the kingdom has arrived. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse people with skin diseases, cast out demons. It was all free when you got it. Make sure it's free when you give it. Don't take any gold or silver or copper in your belts. No bag for the road, no second cloak, no sandals, no stick. Workers deserve their pay. When you go into a town or village, make careful inquiry for someone who is good and trustworthy and stay there until you leave. When you go into the house, give a solemn greeting. If the house is trustworthy, let your blessing of peace rest upon it. But if not, let it return to you. 
If anyone won't welcome you or listen to your message, go out of the house or the town and shake the dust off your feet. I'm telling you the truth. It will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. See here, Jesus continued, I'm sending you out like sheep surrounded by wolves, so be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Watch out for danger from people around you. They will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues. You will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as evidence to them and to the nations. But when they hand you over, don't worry how to speak or what to say. What you have to say will be given to you at that moment. It won't be you speaking, you see. It will be the spirit of your father speaking in you. One brother will betray another to death. Fathers will betray children and children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who holds out to the end will be delivered. When they persecute you in one town, run off to the next one. I'm telling you the truth, you won't have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The disciple isn't greater than the teacher. The slave isn't greater than the master. It's quite enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave to be like the master. If they called the master of the house Beelzebul, think what they're going to call his family. Don't be afraid of them. Nothing is hidden, you see, that won't come to light. Nothing is secret that won't be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear whispered in your ears, announce from the roofs of the houses. Don't be afraid of people who can kill the body but can't kill the soul. The one you should be afraid of is the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. How much would you get for a couple of sparrows? A single copper coin, if you're lucky, and not one of them falls to the ground without your father knowing about it. When it comes to you, why, every hair on your head is counted. So don't be afraid. You're worth much more than a great many sparrows. So everyone who owns up in front of others to being on my side, I will own them before my Father in heaven. But anyone who disowns me in front of others, I will disown that person before my Father in heaven. Don't think it's my job to bring peace on the earth. I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. I came to divide a man from his father, a daughter from her mother, and a daughter-in-law from her mother-in-law. Yes, you'll find your enemies inside your own front door. If you love your father or mother more than me, you don't deserve me. If you love your son or daughter more than me, you don't deserve me. Anyone who doesn't pick up their cross and follow after me doesn't deserve me. If you find your life, you'll lose it. And if you lose your life, because of me, you'll find it. Anyone who welcomes you, welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Anyone who welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And anyone who receives an upright person in the name of an upright person will receive an upright person's reward. Anyone who gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, I'm telling you the truth, they won't go short of their reward. Okay, that's it. 
I hope that you can join us this coming Sunday when Lynn will be joining us to see what God has to say to us from that big chunk of Matthew. You can find out all the details about how to join us on our website, www.glostervineyard.org.